thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Amazon. Amazon knows small businesses have many options when deciding how and where to sell their products. Amazon works hard to be the best partner to help drive their success, like investing over $30 billion in logistics, tools, and programs to foster their growth. Because when small businesses thrive, customers benefit from the products and services they offer. I think it's powerful, especially in light of the pandemic, because that has been my networking environment. You know, that's the place that I go. LinkedIn has become my water cooler environment, right? Because I I can't (laughs) go in person and have these relationships. You can invite others you've not met in person to connect. It's the way with which you do that, that is really going to discern who accepts your connection invite and additionally, how your position. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. This is Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I'm so excited to welcome you to another episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I am so excited for today's show. Now, the Small Biz Chat Podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show where we give small business owners advice they probably would not be able to afford otherwise. The mission of the Small Biz Chat Podcast is to end small business failure. Now, the goal of the Small Biz Chat Podcast is to give our audience an opportunity to get sage advice from multiple angles to grow your business. Now, it's time for me to introduce my guest, Liz J. Simpson. Liz is the founder of the consultancy Stimulus LLC, and she's recognized by LinkedIn as one of the 15 sales influencers to follow. She's also been featured on NBC, CBS, South by Southwest, 40 Under 40, and LinkedIn Sales Stars, as well as she's a HubSpot Inbound Fellow. Her firm Stimulus empowers organizations and business development professionals with B2B digital strategies to accelerate revenue growth. Liz is also the founder of the Accelerator, the Big Money Movement, where she trains thousands of women experts to secure five and six-figure corporate deals. If you want more information about that, you can head over to thebigmoneymovement.com. Liz, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Melinda, hey, I am thrilled to be here. Hello, everyone. Yeah, well, listen, let's let's just how, what made you start the big money movement? Because that that's a that's a big claim right there, right? So so tell me a little bit about your sales background and how it led you to to start the big money movement. Yes, that actually started with a few years ago. I was reading American Express State of Women Owned Business report. And in that report, it talked about how women-owned businesses average about 67% less revenue than our male counterparts. And then if you go deeper into those statistics, it shows that Latina-owned businesses average only about $51,000 per year, and Black women-owned businesses average only about $24,000 per year compared to the $178,000 of white women or Asian women-owned businesses. And I guess I'm just one of those people, like most business owners, that when there's a problem that resonates with me, um, I just felt like, wow, I've been empowering sales experts. I've had over a decade in sales, and little did I know about those statistics. And I think it's a symptom of so many women 
who are just brilliant at the work that they do, but they're just not passionate about sales and selling. And it's been proven through the movement. So that's how that started. Awesome. Awesome. So why do you think that LinkedIn is so underutilized as a sales tool? I don't know how, but I think there's some people who still didn't get the memo. I've been preaching this for years, but there are people who are still not getting the memo (laughs) that LinkedIn is the place to be, right? So when we look at business and as business owners, the goal is for us to position ourselves where our buyers are, where our potential clients are, where opportunities are. And so often what I find is there's so many businesses that are struggling for what we call small money deals, right? Just barely getting by. You know, we all know about the cash flow challenges of the small business owner. However, when you're able to secure just one corporate client, one corporate client can provide life-changing revenue and the type of cash flow injections that can help to sustain a small business. And so if we're looking at how then do we position ourselves for those type of corporate opportunities, To me, the no-brainer is LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn, when we talk to executive buyers, um, executive buyers state that LinkedIn is their number one place to go to for professionally relevant content. If we look deeper into who the users are on LinkedIn, LinkedIn represents over 90 million senior level influencers and 63 million decision makers. So, So often we're spending so much money trying to position ourselves where our buyers are When there's this free platform that, you know, the top 10% of consumers are actually already leveraging. I love it. I love it. So basically you're saying, hello, if you're selling B2B, you better be on LinkedIn. Is that, is that, did I summarize that well? (laughs) You could have just said that and saved me my five minute dissertation, but yes, that. (laughs) All right. So what can I do with LinkedIn that puts me in front of prospective clients? Oh my gosh, so many things. I'll, I'll nail down three. So first and foremost, I, I won't get too you know technical, but LinkedIn is one of the top five indexing sites with Google, which is a fancy way of saying that when you're looking to position yourself where in front of buyers who are looking for service providers, just by optimizing your LinkedIn profile, you can position yourself for those opportunities. So I treat my LinkedIn profile like an SEO rich uh, lead generating sales page, right? So, so many people put emphasis on their website, which I understand you own that asset, but your LinkedIn profile is another great place. So think about the status quo of your buyer when they're in pain and they're looking for the services that you offer. What are some of the search terms or keywords that they use? And make sure you optimize your LinkedIn profile for that. That's one. Two, the other part that I love about LinkedIn is that the name of the game is consistency. When we're talking about working with corporate clients, a small percentage might have a need for your solution at the time that you come on their radar. But if you're consistently showing up with thought leadership, if you're consistently showing up with value that helps them in the day-to-day of their role in corporate America, they're going to remember you, right? You're gonna stay top of mind. So that's where publishing content on LinkedIn is critical. Oftentimes, we have opportunities within our existing network, but we haven't activated that network because our network doesn't know how we can serve them. And then finally, the third part is my favorite tool, which is Sales Navigator. So with Sales Navigator through LinkedIn, you can really do some amazing filtering where you can go into Sales Navigator and say, 
I'm looking for a VP of sales and manufacturing in the Southern region, region of the US that has 500 employees. And LinkedIn will literally filter and show you who your buyers are that fit those search terms. And then you can message and engage with them. So there's so many ways, but those are three that are very powerful. All right, so here's the deal. Do I need a paid LinkedIn account or can I do all of this with a free LinkedIn account? Great question. So if you right now, if someone listening is like, I don't have resources to buy another, <laughs> another piece of technology or add anything else to my tech stack, absolutely. You can be 100% effective with LinkedIn's free tools. If you're a power user, if you're someone who's really serious and you're disciplined about strategic relationship building and you want extra capabilities so that you can make sure that you're growing your network and engaging your existing network, LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a cherry on top, but it's a nicety. It's not a necessity. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just wanted to understand that because I know you got to pay to use LinkedIn Sales Navigator, right? You do. I believe right now it's about $79.99 a month per user. So it's still... It's not the most expensive piece of software, but I know software adds up. So it's not, it's not required. Tell me about proper connection etiquette. If I don't know you, is it okay to send you a LinkedIn? Hey, I think so-and-so I know knows you. Like, like what's, what's the deal with that? <laughs> that is definitely a debate, right? So I, when you bring up that topic, you get debate amongst sales, <laughs> sales professionals. I personally love LinkedIn because it's an opportunity for me to expand my network. So I am someone that I am definitely, I will send LinkedIn invites to individuals that I don't know, but it's all about adding value, right? And so when we talk about how you're positioned at this point, because my LinkedIn profile is very clear about who I am and what I do, I'm adding people to my network every day that I've not, I've not met in person. And I think it's powerful, especially in light of the pandemic, because that has been my networking environment. You know, that's the place that I go. LinkedIn has become my water cooler environment, right? Because I, I can't <laughs> go in person and have these relationships. You can invite others you've not met in person to connect. It's the way with which you do that, that is really going to discern who accepts your connection invite and additionally, how your position so again, going back to optimizing your LinkedIn profile, making sure that it reflects your thought leadership and it speaks to the status quo of your buyers so that they perceive you as a peer and someone who's going to add value to their day-to-day. -day. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, you have been listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Amber, the Small Biz Lady. We're going to be talking more with Liz about how to get corporate contracts when we come right back. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I wanna welcome you to Small Biz Lady University. Our mission here is to end small business failure. So all of the courses here are about two things, how to become your own boss or how to make money online. So that's what we do here. So whether you wanna learn about email marketing and sales funnels, or you're ready to get started with social media selling, or if you're really just getting started with e-commerce, you might want to jump into our How to Sell and Market Online course. Either way, if you want to learn how to become your own boss and do it well, I have everything you need here at smallbizladyuniversity.com. If you have any questions or have any technical problems getting signed up, just email us at support at melindaemerson.com. Take care.
Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. And we're back with my guest, Liz Simpson. And she's breaking it down for us about how to get five and six figure corporate contracts by leveraging LinkedIn. All right, Liz, I got to ask you this. What are the biggest mistakes people make on LinkedIn? Oh, first and foremost, can we just have a moment of silence for all the bots that we need to shut down on LinkedIn? Oh my goodness. The automation is a no-no. When we talk about corporate clients, we're all in the business of people and it's all about relationships. And the last thing that you want to do is burn a bridge of a potential relationship because we all can see through the veil of automation. So first and foremost, please turn off your LinkedIn automation and your messaging. But I think the other mistake people make with LinkedIn is deeper than LinkedIn, especially if we're going to talk about small business owners. So often as small business owners, we're excited about how often we've, you know, how long we've been in business and how many years of expertise that we have. And in the work that I do with clients, I find so often they don't have clear positioning. And what that means is, who am I focused on serving? What is the status quo of my buyer? Meaning that, what is the cost of the status quo? What does business as usual look like for my buyer now? Can I quantify the cost of the status quo? What is the cost of them staying the same? What's the emotional cost of the challenges that they're having in their role right now? And then what's their desired future state? What are they trying to achieve? One of my frameworks says that prospects only care about outcomes. So when we look at how then we translate that strategy, because strategy comes first before you use any platform, when you go to LinkedIn, then you can focus on, this is the part of, you know, this is the pocket of the population that I'm focused on serving. And then when all of my content, all of my engagements, all of the, you know, assets that I provide or resources are focused really on me understanding what's happening with my potential buyer and how I'm able to offer them quick wins. And I think that's the greatest mistake is the lack of strategy. And for those clients I see that just really have engagement, massive following, and more importantly, contracts through LinkedIn, it's not so much because they have fancy words that they're using or some amazing cadence. It's more that they understand the needs of their buyer and they can position themselves as a peer. Well, one of the things that I see that makes me crazy about LinkedIn is that when I do accept somebody that I don't know, two seconds later, they email me a pitch. Yeah. And having not spoken to me, they don't know anything about my business. Or the better one is, can you tell me about your business? And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you can like go read my LinkedIn profile to learn about my business. Why are you asking me about that? Like that, that's just a telltale for me to like, I had to figure out how to unconnect from people on LinkedIn because it just irritated me just that much. Um, (laughs) But anyway, listen, can you tell me a little bit about how people can use marketing assistance on LinkedIn? Because that's something that you and I talked about that I'm not sure a lot of people know about. Yeah. So having marketing assistance to support them on the LinkedIn platform. Yeah. Yes. So I think there's a couple ways that it can be done where I found a lot of value. Melinda and I talk about, you know, when you're positioned well, and I'm, I'm one day trying to graduate to Melinda's, um, <laughs> Melinda's level of positioning, 
But when you're positioned well, unfortunately, LinkedIn does a horrible job of the inbox. Like I just, if I could give LinkedIn any feedback, it's it's trying to organize and filter that inbox is atrocious. So when you have a lot of individuals who are trying to connect with you, it's really easy for messages to get lost. So one of the things that we do, you know, we have um, individuals on our team that support and help with my inbox. So that's, you know, making sure, you know, sometimes they help me to send connection invites. So in Sales Navigator, I have my list of leads or relationships that I'm focused on cultivating. And so you can have marketing assistants that support you in sending those connection requests or managing connection requests for you. And then I have a team of individuals who help me manage my inbox, right? So my, my deals, the revenue from my company is oftentimes sitting in that inbox of opportunities. So you can have an admin whose role is to help you filter through, you know, muting individuals that are sending automation, blocking individuals, or tagging sales conversations that, that can be brought to your attention to cultivate. So working smart, not hard, and having individuals to support you. I'm really, really glad. You, you explain that. So now here's my last question for you. What is the best business advice you have ever received? Oh my goodness. I think the best business advice I've ever received has been to trust myself. Um, I think the journey of self-discovery, the, the thing about business is we all have best practices and you can follow the breadcrumbs, but there are always individuals who are um, creating new frontiers in business. And I think the biggest mistake you could make is following someone else's advice when whatever you believe spiritually is guiding you somewhere else. And I think it's all about self-discovery, self-acceptance. As leaders, we're all forging our own path. So take good wisdom, but also discern what path is for you. All right, Liz, what's your favorite business app? Mine is Slack. I love Slack for all communication. It helps to filter, it sorts, it's searchable. It now has audio features. It's how I communicate with our external partners. So Slack is just chef's kiss for a remote business. What is your favorite old school marketing tip? Yeah, so I still love the Dream 100. I don't know how old school we're going and I don't know where that falls, but the Dream 100, just the intentionality of knowing who you want to work with and having a focus to make deposits and cultivate those relationships. I'm a fan of that. I think you have to parlay those same strategies into the digital age about, mm-hmm. all right, well, you know, when Stephen Covey talks about relationships and making deposits, treating a relationship like a bank account, I think we get so excited about the latest app or the latest tactic that we throw away those traditional strategies. We're all in the business of people. So that's mine. I love it. I love it. That's a good one best business book you ever read i love scaling up by Vern harnish it was also the rockefeller habits that's a book i've reread over and over and over the past six years that's mine love it i thought that's a really good book all right thank you so much for being my guest tonight on the small biz chat podcast Thank you all for joining me for this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you're still working on your digital pivot, be sure to check out my Small Biz Lady University, where you can sign up for my latest course, Social Media Selling. It goes live February 1st, so go ahead and sign up for your spot right now. I can't wait to help you finally start making the money you deserve online. So don't forget to head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com. 
And thank you all for joining me for another episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Our mission here is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I will leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.